Hello and welcome to Light Body Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lara May. I am a clinical pharmacist, Reiki master, and intuitive integrative health coach. As a health coach, I provide a safe, supportive process for aligning your dreams with your intentions. I will guide you to take small right action toward reaching your goals every week. Let's turn your vision into your reality today. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Lara May here, and today I want to talk to you about the new silent killer. And what is that, you might ask? Well, in my opinion, it's sugar. When I was in pharmacy school, they taught us that the silent killer was high blood pressure because you can walk around with a lethal high blood pressure, and if your body has um, grown adapted to it, you would never know and never be able to feel it. And that's why it can kill you without you even knowing it. But I think the new silent killer is sugar. And today we're going to talk about why and the dangers of too much sugar and how it is harming your health. So also we're going to talk about how sugar consumption might be slowly contributing to tons of major health issues and inflammation. And then I'm going to give you some really simple ways to start reducing the sugar in your diet. Um, In this episode, I am not going to tell you to go go cold turkey, but if your goal is to uh, heal some health conditions in your body or to um, maybe lose weight or to heal brain fog, then um, getting rid of sugar in your diet can be of a huge benefit. And there are many folks out there, experts, that recommend that the best and most effective way to do that is by going cold turkey. But like I said, we're not going to talk about that part today. I don't want to freak you out. So um, just to give you a little bit of background uh, in case you're like under a rock and not aware that sugar is everywhere. And in the U.S. and many Western European countries now, we are all eating way too much of it. And I think even for those of us that are aware, if we aren't really diligent about reading food labels, it's just hidden in so many ways. There's so many different words out there for sugar. There's high fructose corn syrup, there's fructose, sucrose, glucose, and lactose, which are all different forms of sugar. And then you have maltodextrin and agave nectar and all of these different things. And unless you're very educated and also very diligent and very aware, it's really easy for you to be self-sabotaging with way too much sugar, even if you're, you don't mean to. So we are a society of sugar addicts. The American Heart Association recommends consuming no more than six teaspoons of sugar per day for women and nine per day for men. And I would even consider that to be way too high of a recommendation. But this is the American Heart Association we're talking about, so we have to keep that in mind. The average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar just with their breakfast. If you have a cup of cereal with a cup of milk, and then let's say you have a small glass of juice with that, you are already at your 22 teaspoons of sugar. And that's crazy, that's just for breakfast. So, and just think about like what else most Americans eat on a daily basis beyond just that, which is 
considered a fairly small breakfast. So that's about three times more than the recommended amount, which we've already said that that recommendation is also on the high side. So sugar has been shown to be addictive, just as addictive as cocaine and heroin, which is why it's so hard to quit. Heroin increases the amount of dopamine in your body, and dopamine is the neurotransmitter that is responsible for your energy levels, for your memory, for focus, and for that reward feeling and euphoria. And we have opiate receptors throughout our entire body, but especially in our brain and our central nervous system. So when you have sugar that is mimicking the effects of something like heroin, you can see how it could become really addictive and really hard to say no to. High sugar foods lead to increased amounts of dopamine, which lead to that reward response that we have. And so again, it's just this feedback mechanism of eat the sugar, it binds with your opiate receptor, and then you have the reward response, and it makes it really hard to um, let it go and to stop. And, uh, you know, that's where our cravings come from. So how much sugar are you eating? Do you know how much sugar you eat on a daily basis? Do you know how much um, sh sugar is in a gram? So one teaspoon of granulated sugar comes out to about four grams of sugar on a label. <clears throat> to put it another way, 16 grams of sugar in a product is equal to about four teaspoons of granulated sugar. So here are some amounts of common foods uh, I want to just take you through to give you an idea. So one 12 ounce can of Coke has 39 grams of sugar in it. So that would be equivalent to about 10 teaspoons of sugar. A six ounce fruit flavored yogurt has seven teaspoons of sugar in it. And a bowl of Captain Crunch has six teaspoons of sugar. And of course, last but not least, Starbucks Grande Mocha Frappuccino has about 12 teaspoons of sugar in it. That's a lot. So this is all really building up and um, damaging our body. So where is the danger? How come it's dangerous? Sugar consumption leads to chronic inflammation in the body. It harms our health at the cellular level and contributes to premature aging. Chronic inflammation is the number one factor in a huge amount of uh, very common health issues and diseases. But how does this actually happen? So I'm gonna take you really quickly through a little bit of science. I don't wanna to get too sciencey and totally lose you and like if we were sitting face to face, watch your eyes glaze over. But I feel like it's important to sort of know the main players in this cycle when we eat sugar. So liver glycogen is what is used to regulate a normal blood sugar, which in turn fuels the brain and the central nervous system when it's at rest. The body only uses about five to six grams per hour to fulfill this function. And your liver can only store about 80 to 100 grams of carbohydrates in the liver. Fatty acids primarily fuel the muscles at rest and during low intensity ac activities. Muscle glycogen is really only used to fuel the muscles during an intense exercise session. So most Americans don't ever get to this intense exercise level. 
And so they're not burning through their muscle glycogen. The body can store between 300 and 600 grams of carbohydrates as muscle glycogen across the entire body, depending on the size of the body. So a sedentary person is not exercising and burning through these muscle glycogen stores, so they don't need to worry about replenishing with a high carbohydrate intake. So what happens if you continually eat an excess of calories and carbs day after day? So let's go through that really quick. So once the liver glycogen is full, and once your muscle glycogen is full, the excess carbs will be stored as fat. Everything on top of that will be stored as fat. So with chronically elevated blood sugar and insulin levels, the body has no need to burn fat as a fuel source because its, its stores are all filled up, right? The body will never be forced to tap into its body fat stores as a reserve fuel. So that translates to you're not going to lose any body fat. Becoming fat adapted has nothing to do with downing butter bombs all day, but it is more about not downing sugar all day. In addition, any dietary fat you take in will not get used as a fuel source if your stores are already full. It will simply be stored as more fat. So again, you will gain body fat. Over time, if you keep this up, your body will start to become insulin resistant, which means that the insulin can no longer properly do its job of clearing glucose from the blood and depositing it into our cells. And so the sugar backs up in the bloodstream, which leads to high blood glucose levels, which leads to type 2 diabetes. And type 2 diabetes is a huge risk factor for cardiovascular disease, stroke, kidney disease, and so many more things. So this is why lower carb diets may be the best approach for Im improving our body composition, as well as um, decreasing the biomarkers for other health problems. And there is a lot of research out there that supports this stance. So that was my quick and dirty science lesson for you for the day. But to give you a very distilled version of um, all the chronic inflammation and all the things that sugar can lead to, I'll just go give you a quick list. Heart disease, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, cancer, because what is cancer? Cancer is uncontrolled cell growth, and we know that now that cancer feeds off of sugar. Autoimmune disease, inflammatory bowel disease, bacterial and yeast infections, obesity, unhealthy weight gain, depression, anxiety, arthritis, allergies, asthma, stroke, and so many others. These are all all related to chronic inflammation, which can be traced back to overconsumption of sugar. That's a lot, right? That's a lot to take in. So now I want to give you five simple ways to start reducing your sugar intake. So these are really simple. And again, these aren't meant to like shock you into any major changes, but to ease you in and to show you that it's really easy with just little things to change a big thing in your life. So the first one is replace your sodas and your sugary drinks with sparkling water and or herbal teas. So at any point where you have a super sweet coffee drink from Starbucks or a regular full calorie soda or I don't know, like 
fruit punch or, you know, juice boxes, you know, I mean, a lot of us have kids and you know what our kids like and eat. I feel like sometimes the parents just out of convenient will, will also eat that. And so, you know, maybe we should also be cognizant about how much sugar we're pumping our children full of. So definitely try to replace all of those high sugary drinks with something a lot simpler, like water with lemon herbal teas, you can get fruit infused herbal teas that have the sweeter flavor, but don't have all the sugar. Um, You can actually try some LaCroix or some of those sparkling waters. Although I am a little skeptical about how they get those delicious flavors in them without any calories. Or if you look in the ingredient list, it just says natural essences or something. So I don't trust big food companies, so it makes me nervous, but I drink LaCroix too. So, you know, I think that is definitely better than a soda, a Sprite, uh, you know, um, grape soda, orange soda. My husband loves orange soda. (laughs) It's really funny to me. But anyway, so replacing those with sparkling water, herbal teas, um, or anything else that's flavorful that'll get you drinking something without all the sugar. Um, okay, so the next thing is replacing your vending machine snacks with a um, healthy snack. So whether it's veggies and hummus, or maybe an apple with peanut butter, even though that's still a fairly high sugar snack, it's so much better than a vending machine snack. And a trail mix maybe. And be aware for trail mixes to get something with heart healthy nuts. And then I would try to stay away from the dried fruit because what is dried fruit? It's dehydrated fruit. So it's essentially just concentrated sugar. Um, But there are healthy trail mixes out there. So be cognizant and try to gravitate towards those. Also replace your processed sugars with small amounts of raw honey or Um, I know I said earlier agave nectar is bad. It is because it's pure fructose, so it's going to go straight to the liver, and your liver has to go through all these different steps to break it down to something usable, but it's still better than just high fructose corn syrup or straight up cane sugar. And okay, replacing the sugar in your coffee with stevia. Please, please, please stay away from the artificial sweeteners like Equal and Sweet and Low and Splenda. Um, there's a lot of studies that out there to um, talk about why those are not good. I won't go into that today. But I can always do that in the future. If you're interested, definitely leave me a comment and tell me if there's anything in here that you want to hear more of or you want me to dive deeper into. I'm totally happy to do that for you um, to try to like make it something that is easily digestible and you can um, take away and implement in your life. So replacing the sugar in your coffee, and I'm going to even say your tea. It's funny, I'm from the South, and I was just having this conversation with my parents today about sweet tea and how it's such a cultural staple of the area, but that is so much sugar. Um, And so if we use stevia, stevia is a natural plant-based sweetener. It is not from sugar, but the chemical makeup um, triggers the sweet um, on our palate and in our brain. And so that is something that we can use. And it's actually sweeter than sugar, so you use less of it to get more of a sweeter flavor. And the last one is replacing the sugar in your breakfast cereals and pastries with a low sugar smoothie or homemade uh, gluten-free oatmeal 
or a veggie scramble. So again, five super simple ways to reduce your sugar intake is replace your sodas and sugary drinks with something sugar-free like water or herbal tea. Replace your vending machine snacks with a healthy snack like veggies and hummus. Replace your processed sugars with something like raw honey, maple syrup, or agave nectar or stevia. Replace the sugar in your coffee and treats with natural stevia. And then again, replacing the sugary breakfast cereals and pastries with a low sugar smoothie or some sort of um, healthy breakfast like a veggie scramble. So I hope that these are five tools that will be easy for you to implement and maybe just start with one a day and, um, you know, do that for a week. And then once you are in a good habit with that one, then do the next one. Um, Start wherever you're comfortable, wherever your body and your mind are, um, wherever that is, that's totally fine because we're all in different places and, you know, take small small little action steps and eventually that leads um, to big actions and big results. Be gentle with yourself. Don't expect to be able to move mountains overnight. But when you commit to reducing the sugar in your diet and maybe even eliminating it altogether, you'll be, excuse me, you'll be able to tap into a natural resource of endless energy You'll lose the spare tire that you may have been carrying around around your middle. You will stop that wired but tired feeling or tired but wired. Anyway, that feeling (laughs) and finally get some good sleep. You'll clear up your skin and start to look younger and you will be able to avoid the laundry list of health issues that are related to sugar and inflammation. So today is a short and sweet episode. I hope you liked it. If you want more, I definitely have more information on going to a sugar-free lifestyle, on different um, dietary eating styles, whether it's paleo or keto. I plan to do some more um, podcasts and episodes about that in the future because those are the types of things, those are the styles of eating that I use in my life and I've found great success with. Um, It's amazing to me how far I've come in such a short amount of time when I just changed what I was eating. I didn't have to really change my exercise habits that much at all, but changing what I was eating made such a huge difference in my life, both on the digestive front, on the brain fog front, on the inflammation front. So I'm here to tell you that this is not just, you know, like, me blowing smoke. Um, And if you don't believe me, there's plenty of books out there too that you can read that I would um, suggest. Uh, Rob Wolf is an author and he used to be, I think, a research scientist, but he's written some great books about um, sugar and the paleo style of eating. There's Dave Asprey in The Bulletproof Diet, and that is more of a keto style, high fat style of eating. And then, of course, there's um, Mark Sisson, and he has just come out with a um, keto book. And so there's lots of information out there, and I'm more than happy to bring it to you, to distill it down into understandable tidbits and, and ways that you can implement it. So please give me some feedback. Let me know what you want to hear more of, or maybe there's, you know, stuff that you absolutely hate. Let me hear that too. So I hope you have a fabulous day and I will catch you on the flip side.